0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Burden of Command podcast. I'm your host, Earl Brian. Today's guest is brought to us by the good folks over at C.S. Lewis and Company Publicist. You can find out more about them and the services that they provide at cslewispublicity.com. So today's guest is Janet McKee. Janet is a speaker, best-selling author, high-performance consultant, and CEO of Sanaview. She is one of only two hundred elite coaches in the world certified in high performance by the High Performance Institute, and she is inducted as a member of the National Association of Experts, Writers, and Speakers. She is also the author of the new book, Stressless Success. The Surprising Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. With that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way here and let you get into this great interview. Well, hello, Janet. Thanks for uh, joining me and my guests today.
1: Hi, Earl. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, the the listeners got to hear uh, the bio uh, as we started up here, and uh, very impressive I'm, I'm really blessed to uh, to have somebody like you on the show, and uh, I'm really, really interested to hear, uh, with everything you've went through and the businesses and success that you've had, to hear the answer to the question, what does the burden of command mean to you?
1: Oh, yes, that's a very interesting question, because that definitely caused me to to give it some serious thought burden sounds like a negative word but i look at it as truly as a, a command meaning you're a leader right that it's not a burden so much as, as from a negative standpoint it's an opportunity if you're in a leadership role or and really many of us have leadership roles in various parts of our lives without realizing their leadership but it's an opportunity to be an inspirational leader, not just a strong leader and one that's influential and one that people look up to, but it's really an opportunity for you to learn how to inspire others. And so the burden is that it's up to you as a leader to be aware, like we were just talking before we got live here on your um, podcast about your attitude. Mm -hmm. and your approach and we're going to talk today about how it's not just your mindset or your attitude that's in your head but the energy that you give off that you generate from within you that is your true opportunity to be a powerful positive influence on others
0: Mm. no I like that I like that a lot And and that's a great way to look at it. And I like the way that you, you know, kind of uh, separated, you know, burden out there is it it not always happened to be negative because I agree with you, you know, um, the way I translate it and uh, is burden is just, it's responsibility, kind of like what you just said. So I, I really like that. Uh, we, As I mentioned uh, kind of uh, before in, in the bio section, you're the author of Stressless Success, The Surprising Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. Now, you know, stressless success, that sounds like something very, very uh, aspirational, uh, almost unattainable because uh most of us equate success and stress hand in hand right
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely me too
0: (laughs) and and (laughs) you uh and and you're very open with sharing this in in your book um your your path to success was kind of riddled with some very stressful times uh during the, the the breakup of your marriage right
1: my path to success in the corporate world was riddled with stress even way before that, actually, Earl, I had the belief as we all do that you must dress and strive and struggle, right. And climb your way to the top to achieve success. We even hear about, it must have grit and I had plenty of that and experienced plenty of stress and struggle. And yes, it got me to some level of success, but not without a huge price. I literally burned myself out, developed an autoimmune disease, landed in the hospital with an illness I couldn't control, couldn't understand, became completely debilitated from all of the stress and pressure of my corporate position. So that was the first challenge in my life, you know, really huge challenge that I faced and I was in the hospital and the doctors gave me no hope, but something came over me and I got out of the hospital and I just started on my journey of learning how to heal my body naturally because I had to, I had no choice and I did. And from that, I left the corporate world and went to Columbia university to learn and study a holistic health and wellness. And I worked. So it's kind of interesting that the health challenge, right, from all the stress and struggle led me into a path of searching for solutions. And because of that, healthy, I'm healthier than I ever have been. No illness, no medication. This has been decades. And the Hmm. doctors told me two decades ago, it was impossible. It's, After that point, after running a successful practice in the wellness arena, that my husband of 26 years walked out on me and our son in an hour's notice and left me not only heartbroken and our family ripped apart, but left me on the brink of financial disaster because he had put liens on all of these investment properties that I developed while raising our son for financial stability for our family to buy a business. And at the time he left, that business was failing. So not only was I heartbroken and failed my but I was at the brink of bankruptcy Mm. and had no idea how I was going to support a home for me and my son literally hit a wall in every area of my life. And at that point of total depression and fear and anxiety, about a year of that, I let out around the world and started to study with masters in success, achievement, abundance, high performance, positivity. I mean, you name it, right? I was studying with all of them, all the great minds and each one taught me something. I kind of referred to it like a delicious morsel that I would taste and savor, but it was only once I made the discovery that we're going to share here today, that everything started to truly change for me. And that was huge. And what I discovered is that when we stress and struggle, first of all, we do that because we think that's what we're supposed to do. And we actually think that protects us in some way. That when you worry about a problem and you focus on it, right, that somehow you're going to solve it. But what I found is that when you stress and struggle, you put walls of resistance up and those walls of resistance that you're working against, not only wear you out, which is why so many people are stressed out and overwhelmed and burned out but they block solutions and opportunities from coming to you. Those walls of resistance literally block solutions that you would never have thought of in a thousand hours of focused mental concentration. So when you learn how to break down those walls and what I I like to describe it as sort of elevating and expanding the way you feel instead of being Blocked by walls of resistance, you literally open yourself up energetically, and what I mean by that is how you feel. Then solutions will flow to you that are so much better than you could have ever imagined with mental anxiety.
0: I, hundred percent. I mean, you know, that's the thing. I see a lot of people uh, that I work with that are 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 busy. But they're not doing anything meaningful, and when I ask them why, you know, they equate busyness with success. But you know, busyness is trying to stay busy is just a great way to stress yourself out.
1: Mm-hmm. But the, and burn yourself out. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, is and I love what you just said there because I agree completely. When you're doing things to stay busy and trying to keep your calendar full. You have no room for the real opportunities when they actually come your way, right?
1: Oh, that's huge what you just said. But let's think about this. True, and I'm not about not taking action, right? right. This is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you just, oh, you you know, st- sit there and meditate and everything. No, 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 What I teach is you only take action from this place of elevated and expanded feelings and energy. And when you do, you're far more productive because the action you're taking is so much more effective. So when you're just busy and you get yourself buried in all this busyness, right? You hear that all the time. Like, oh, I have too much to do. I have so much to do. And people are like, so stressed out because they're so busy. Well, you're not, you might be checking things off a list. But you're not truly being incredibly productive mm-hmm. because you're, when you're not taking action from this power that you have within you, you're not getting powerful results. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're so buried in busyness. Because when you expand the way you feel and you take action from that place, then that's when. Again, things will come to you with ease, not from a place of buried in busyness.
0: Uh, Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. And again,
1: this might sound a little bit far-fetched and hard to achieve and accomplish. So we'll talk about how to make this a reality. But that's true success. So stress and struggle block success. Not only does it burn you out and wear you out, you literally are blocking success. From yeah. happening for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and you know, again, yeah, and we'll get to some of those tools. But it's it's you know the other thing is, and this is you know correct me where I'm wrong here, but if you are, if you are artificially, I'll use that word, if you are artificially inflating your stress levels just because you you think that's what success looks like, you're get, staying busy because you think that's what su- success looks like. What happens to you? when real stress and real strife comes along, and you're already at max capacity.
1: Oh, my goodness. So that's interesting. So many people wear the stress as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. They think the more stressed they are, the more they are actually accomplishing. But what happens is when you are stressed and you're experiencing chronic stress your body goes into this fight or flight mode. And the idea is like, as if you're fighting, a tiger is gonna attack you. So you're either gonna fight or you're gonna run. Mm -hmm. But what happens is to do that, biologically speaking, blood drains from your brain and goes to your extremities in case you need to fight or run. And what that means in today's world is blood is draining from your brain so you can no longer think clearly. Mm -hmm. And also when you're stressed, I mean other important things such as you increase inflammation in your body and you decrease um, your immune system and your ability right all of that but also it messes up your ability to sleep well and Mm -hmm. so you will not be getting high quality rest when you're stressed you know how when you're worried about something you lay awake at night And, and that happens again from a biological standpoint, because if there was a tiger that was going to attack you at night, you kind of want to have one eye open. So there are reasons why this happens, but it's so important that you learn how to manage this better and to diminish the stress and struggle, because when you are not getting high quality rest, you know, that when you're exhausted, everything is a struggle, like even simple tasks. So that's why. Everybody's burned out and overwhelmed. It's like this self-defeating, you know, spiral that we get into where we think if we stay up late and we work late hours, and then we wake up early, that somehow we're going to get ahead. And the more exhausted we are, the more stressful everything seems. And then we lay awake at night and we become even more exhausted, right? And we wake, get up in the morning, we start with a cup of coffee and a Danish. And we somehow think that that is what life requires of us to get ahead, but the opposite has been found to be true. As a matter of fact, we did research on the world's most accomplished people for over 20 years, Earl. And what we found is truly accomplished people, people that are experiencing success in every area of their life, not just their professional life, they know That wellness is the foundation that they must take care of themselves. That getting to bed at good, at a good hour, when it gets dark out and putting priority on high quality rest is critical to have the energy, courage, and confidence and clear thinking that you need to be highly productive with positive energy each and every day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, I've got a bunch of friends who give me grief because, you know, first of all, uh, as my listeners know, I, I was former active duty Marine and I got drilled into me, you know, waking up at 4.30 in the morning. It's just it, that's the way my clock is set. I don't set an alarm. I just I wake up at 4.30, sometimes four o'clock. But I understand the value of sleep and, and what it means. So that means a lot of times I'm in bed 8 p.m., maybe no later than 9 p.m. So I can get a good, restful night's sleep and be up and functional at 4 o'clock in the morning. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and, but it just amazes me how many people, like, <laughs> you know, I get called old man and all this other good stuff. I'm like, hey, whatever. I get to sleep. You choose to stay up. <laughs>
1: You know, it's really fascinating because research now has shown for years that the wor- the hours before midnight are the most healing and detoxifying for your body. But guess what came out during the pandemic? That the uh, when you rest the hours before midnight, it actually boosts the part of your immune system that can fight viruses. Mm. So I this is yeah. like not only about, oh, yeah, yeah, I know I need to get rest. I've heard that a million times. No, this is not only about being more successful, but it's also about saving lives. I mean, this is yeah. like really important. If we would just follow the rhythms of mother nature and retire to bed when it gets dark out and wake right, right before the sun rises. I mean that you're going to notice you feel incredible.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, we, we've kind of in a roundabout way uh, hit on a lot of the key points in, in part one of, of the book. Um, but the one thing we we haven't 100% hit on uh, is uh, your, your chapter four. Uh, a truly rich life is not what you think. So if it's not what I think, what is it?
1: Okay. <laughs> the idea there is, and everything in my book is about shifting your energy, which is just a way, it's not woo-woo. It's been scientifically proven. It's just how you feel. It's not about your mindset, but think about in your life, right? If you were to live with blinders on and you say, I'm going to do this and this and this, and this is how I'm going to live my life or the over the next decade or two, and this is exactly what I'm going to accomplish. And that's great to have great clarity, but when you do that and you live with blinders on, you often blind yourself from a life, a path for your life that might unfold that you would have never allowed with blinders on. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that in my life, you know, here I was in corporate world, high power, high pressure job, and then uh, moved on to a variety of other things to help other people. And I stumbled upon just this desire my son and i had to like own a farm and maybe like grow organic food and like do some things and never in my early years as a young professional would i ever have imagined owning a farm and becoming a farmer well it was in the challenges of owning a farm late in life that i was able to practice and discover this what well, i was discovering already but practice some of these ideas that truly led me to experiences that you can't put a dollar figure around, but are so rich Mm -hmm. experiences that have a depth of purpose that I would have never, ever stumbled upon if I would have lived my life with blinders on and just pursue what I thought would have been success and a rich life. By taking off those blinders and allowing life to unfold in front of you while you expand the way you feel and your energy, you will be amazed at the rich experiences that come your way.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, that was one of the things, you know, when when I joined the Marines, uh, one of the things that I really wanted and, and, you know, friends and family and all that stuff where they were trying to, to get me to... Uh, put in for bases that were close to home and all that. And I'm like, I live close to home, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I I put in the, the very first place I put in for uh, was Japan. I wanted oh, to go overseas and I got to spend a year in Okinawa, Japan, and I loved every second awesome. of it. Yeah. Oh,
1: it, Okinawa is one of the blue zones The people live some of the longest, healthiest lives in Okinawa. And meanwhile, I understand Okinawa actually has some pretty good pollution, but what's amazing is the way they live with the way they eat and the way they move their bodies and everything, they live incredibly long, healthy lives.
0: Well, right. And and the happiness, you know, I'm I'm from Northeast Tennessee originally. I'm from the South, Southern hospitality. I, the people there were just amazing. So I was there in the late nineties and there was a lot of base protesting going on. And over here in in the States, when you hear protesting going on, you know, you think picket signs and people yelling and screaming and and all this good stuff, right? I got there and we, you know, we would, because of the the traffic laws and, and the issues with being an American and a foreigner, getting licenses over there and all that, we walked everywhere. And so we had to walk through these protests, the nicest people you've ever met in your life. Yeah, they're holding a sign that says, you know, Americans move out and all that good stuff. But they're stopping and they're bowing and they're smiling and they're carrying on cordial conversations with you. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was just like 180 degrees out from anything protest means here in the States.
1: Oh, especially and, lately. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, prote- um, yeah. The- protest is one thing but we've taken it to a whole other realm in this country lately oh my goodness oh isn't yeah. that a beautiful story about the people from okinawa yeah. so imagine that they actually even when they are protesting which sounds negative they're living peaceful lives mm-hmm. so just let me point that out this this may be this one of the secrets too why there's they live such long healthy lives so i talk in stressless success in my book About there being the scale of low energy thoughts and feelings like anger, frustration, guilt, shame, all the way up to high, expanded, elevated thoughts and feelings of love, joy, peace. Well, peace happens to be one of the most elevated and expanded ways that a human can live. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because can you imagine being a peace no matter what's happening around you. Well, what does that feel like? That is the doorway to incredible success. So those people, look at that, even when they they have an issue with something, they do it with the energy of peace. That is so beautiful.
0: Absolutely. It, it was an amazing experience. I, I, I'll tell you this, and I don't want to turn this into all about Okinawa, but uh, I, you know, one of the other things that I think helped with that was, for such a modern society and the Japanese society is an extremely ultra modern society. One of the things that always amazed me was how rooted in their foundational traditions and principles they still are. And and what I mean by that is I I never really made it to the mainland and went to to Tokyo and all that, but I I went to Naha, the capital of Okinawa quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And, you could be on the main street, neon signs, flashing lights, all the traditional stuff you think about Japan now. But you turn off the main street and there's this hundreds-year-old temple with people stopping and just, you know, stopping to just uh, meditate at this temple. Oh Hustle and bustle here. You're seven 700 years in the past here. And it was great. It was an amazing experience.
1: That is amazing. Well, meditation is one of those tools prayer or meditation whatever appeals to you is one of those tools that helps you to quiet your mind and that breaks down walls of resistance that we've talked about earlier here today and opens you up for unbelievable things to happen for you with less effort yep those people are very very wise
0: Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Okay. So part two of your book, you get into goal setting strategies that finally work. And you start off with the art of actually achieving. What's that all about?
1: Okay. So we have all taken a million goal setting workshops, right? And we've all read and (laughs) whatever. And why is it that 96% of people never achieve their goals? Mm Because we're not, we've missed a piece. The, The most important piece that I've never heard anybody talk about. I'm going to share with you right now. So how's that? That, That's like, that's a huge promise, but it's true. I don't mean to sound arrogant. I just, I, when I discovered this, it made all the difference in the world. It's almost unbelievable how well this works. Okay. So we, we write down our goals and it's really important to do that because you want to get clarity on what you want for your life, whatever. But you, and many of you may have heard this before, if you haven't, okay, this is not my idea, but this is a brilliant idea is that you don't write them from a place of lack. You don't say I want, I want the promotion. I want to be thinner or whatever that is. I want to be healthier because that comes from a place of lack and you will achieve your goal of wanting. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you ultimately. So instead you write them in the present tense as if they're already achieved. Like I am the vice new vice president in the corner office. It, I am thin or I am healthy or whatever. And if, if, if that doesn't feel comfortable because it's too far-fetched for you, because you don't believe that, then you choose something that does feel better. Like I love this opportunity to learn how to eat healthier and live healthier, right? Something like that. Or I'm excited about putting my best effort into my position. and and have the opportunity for future promotion, like whatever that is, that becomes how you write your goal, but that's not the secret. The secret is, so you have these goals written in the present tense as if they're already achieved next to that list. I want you to write. What does it feel like to have that goal already accomplished? What does it feel like to be thinner? are healthier in your body what does it feel like to be that new vice president in the corner office and have a great team that you inspire right Mm -hmm. like we talked about earlier okay you write down what would it feel like or what does it feel like and that's the list that i want you to hang out okay you can read through your goal list but then hang out for a few extra minutes on that list of what does it feel like when you do that, what does it feel like to be healthier and thinner if that's right? Mm -hmm. What you're doing there is shifting your energy. And it's this, it's the way you feel. It feels fabulous to imagine being the vice president in the corner office or getting that promotion, right? right? Because that's ultimately what we want is the feeling. I do that often with my clients. I say, okay, what's a goal you have? I want a new house. I say, why? Well, we want to be in a better neighborhood. Why? Because we want (laughs) to feel safer. So what you're truly after is the feeling of safety or comfort. Right? So hang out there because when you shift your energy and this is the, this is the power in all of this, you are no longer a victim of what's happening around you. When you understand this, you have the power within you to shift the way you feel. And when you shift the way you feel, incredible things begin to shift for you around you. This mm-hmm. is so amazing. And by the time you get to the end of, of all the chapters of stress success, you are going to hear stories. You're going to read about stories where I have moved mountains and clients of mine have moved mountains in their lives that they were told were impossible, that they were told were impossible by even the most high powered experts. And they shift mountains mm-hmm. when you take back your power. And just shift the way you feel. And that's how you can achieve incredible goals that you may even believe are impossible. Nobody ever teaches that.
0: That's amazing. No, no, that that is an amazing way to look at it. I I really do love that. It it, it reminds me of, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who the brilliant person was that said it. But they were talking about uh, how we like to view things negatively and kind of like what you were saying in a way, that, that place of lack. And he said, think about it. He goes, how many people wake up in the morning and say, Oh man, I've got to go to work today. Yeah. Said so now imagine yep. if people woke up in the morning and said, Oh man, I get to go to work today.
1: Oh yeah. 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 So, so think about this now. Okay. Now you can do that in your head and that's where you need to start. That's fine. But what does it feel like? It feels differently to say, I have to go to work versus I get to go to work. It's the feeling that is where your power is. Because the reason why I emphasize this is because too many people talk about positive mindset and all you need, a mind, you know, you need to have a positive thoughts and they also teach you negative thoughts are really bad. You got to fight those negative thoughts. Well, not to jump ahead, but that's the whole concept behind stressless success. When you learn to get out of your head and into your energy, that's where all the power lies. Because you cannot control all of your thoughts all of the time. Have you ever tried to do that?
0: Oh, tried? Yeah. Yes. Failed miserably every time.
1: Of course, because you can't. (laughs) So stop trying. And that's what everybody out there is teaching. Positive mindset, control your mind. Well, you cannot do it. You're human. You're going to have a million different thoughts every second of the day. And some of them are going to be positive and some of them are going to be negative. And guess what? It's okay. Quit that. Stop trying to do that. I have a far simpler solution for you. And that is allow your thoughts to happen. It's okay. And instead of trying to control your thoughts, we're just going to do things that feel better. And when you do things that feel better, you have more blood flow to your brain because you're no longer stressed. And when you have more blood flow to your brain, then you can think more clearly and create more opportunities and solutions for yourself. But it comes down to just feeling better. And another thing, and you might have seen, and Earl, I apologize if I'm step, dr- stepping on your interview and jumping ahead, but I have a chapter that's titled, Negative Thoughts Are a Positive Thing. People are like, what, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. So I, I, there's a chapter that's positive thinking is not the solution. And I'm starting to introduce you to that, but negative thoughts are a positive thing. Like everything I say in this book is book is like completely opposite of what everybody else (laughs) out there is teaching. And I, I do it because this is what actually works. This is what actually works. And this is incredible. So imagine You're driving down the highway, heading for the life of your dreams, right? And it's a beautiful day and you're heading down this beautiful highway and you start to daydream, right? And you start to veer off the side of the road. What happens? You hit the rumble strips on the side of the road, boom, 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 right? Mm. And those feel uncomfortable. They feel uncomfortable. Well, those rumble strips are there to protect you from driving off the cliff. Right. So they're a good thing, right? Right. Well, your Mm -hmm. negative thoughts and feelings are the same thing. So I'm teaching you that everything is energy. Everything is how you feel and you create your life by how you feel. And that's been proven by the way, in quantum mechanics, which is a theory within quantum physics, but I've even take that a, a step further and deeper. But if we're creating by how we feel and we create, right? It's like everything you give out, you get back. So if you're really angry and frustrated and right and miserable, Mm -hmm. and you're putting that out into the world, what are you gonna get back? You're gonna get back more reasons to be angry and frustrated and miserable. It's like that sixth sense that people have about you, right? So if you know that what you give out is what you get back, you really wanna start thinking about what is that that I'm giving out? What are those feelings and that energy that I'm creating that I'm giving out? So you want to be aware of that and you want to give out the best open, expanded, positive energy that you can. But when you hit those rumble shifts, when you have something that feels uncomfortable, which is a negative thought or feeling, all that is, is it's showing you that you're getting off your path, that you're thinking something that's making you feel discomfort that's a negative thought and that's a negative feeling so it's okay it's a little red flag on the side of the road saying hey wait a minute earl you're getting off your path so it's okay so you look at that and say all right i'm human i'm thinking a thought that doesn't feel good so what thought could i think instead and often it's like okay it might be a fear. It might be a limiting belief, and it's okay. Those are just thoughts that we've thought many, many times in our lives. And I just want to be aware of them. And when you realize that it's just a thought that you're thinking that feels uncomfortable then that's okay. Let it go and do anything and everything that helps you to feel better, like prayer and meditation, dance and sing, get outside in mother nature, take good care of yourself, good high quality rest, drink water, eat real food grown from mother nature, anything that helps you to feel better. And then you're able to better address those things that concern you, but also Negative thoughts, those uncomfortable feelings that you get from them is really powerful because negative situations in our lives fuel desire for better, Mm -hmm. right? It's like the contrast of life fuels desire, and that's a good thing. So these negative thoughts and feelings, not only are our rumble strips on the side of the road, letting us know that we're getting off our path and we want to readjust. But when we have a challenge in our lives, right? have you ever had a challenge that you look back at and say, oh my goodness, I learned so much from that. I'm now stronger and wiser. So when you have a challenge and you say, what is this teaching me? What is this showing me? What good may come of this? That's what you start to do to replace those negative, uncomfortable feelings with something that feels slightly better. And from that, you open yourself up to solutions and possibilities and opportunities from coming to you. Things you would have never thought of will flow to you with ease.
0: And I love everything you just said, and it it ties in. Uh, Yes, I mean, uh, I I, I 100% believe it. And again, it ties in uh, with with the full concept behind uh, the Marine Corps. Uh, Simon Sinek, you know, (laughs) Simon Sinek said it best. He goes, the Marine Corps have one of the greatest uh, recruiting strategies out there, right? So basically, if you listen to what they're saying, they're saying, we're the biggest, we're the baddest, we're the toughest, and you can't make it. You can't become one of us. But just in case you think that you can, here's how to get a hold of us. And and Ooh. we do. We, we bite into it. Those of us who think we can become Marines, we bite into it. And that's the reason... You know, there's been all kinds of studies uh, behind the psychology of of all the branches and all that stuff, but that's the number one reason why we're all so fanatical about being Marines, because we went through that suffering. We went through that transformational process, and when we finally got to the end, we saw all the stuff that we went through, how we were transformed, and what we achieved, and we never want to let that feeling go.
1: Oh, yeah. You said a lot of really important things. So that's like the caterpillar becoming the butterfly, right? You go through that transformational change. But let me tell you, here's what separates you from other people that may not join the Marines. And I don't mean to criticize anybody, but you looked at that advertisement or whatever led you. And you didn't look at it with fear or anxiety. You said, oh, that's a challenge. I'm going to roll my sleeves up and I'm gonna go after it. This is the difference. Some people look at a challenge as negative. Like, oh no, I'm dealing with a challenge and this is gonna be so awful and this is gonna be horrible, right? Right. And what does that feel like? Versus someone that says, ah, challenge. I can't wait to just dig into this and overcome it. It feels different, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And that is why the people that do join the Marines, you know, are really incredible people oh, that well, accomplish incredible things.
0: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. But I will tell you this: you know, I, I do understand how that mindset can drive some people batty because this is probably uh, my wife and I. We've been married twenty plus years now, and, and the. Ooh. The big thank you. The the biggest point of contention we have is when something goes wrong, she'll like panic. Oh my God, this happened, this happened. I'm like, okay, how do we fix it? (laughs) And she's like, Didn't you hear what I just said? I'm like, sure, but it's already happened. Right? We we can't fix the fact that this thing happened. What we can do is fix going forward. So what do we need to do? The garage door broke, let's call the garage door guy. It's Mm -hmm. that simple. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me pull that apart a little. Here's Go what you it. just did. because so I want to make sure everybody's clear because that was a brilliant example is the energy or the feeling of a problem. It's a problem. Oh no. Feels very differently than being open to solutions. Okay. It's the energy that you give off that's going to create the outcome. And you just have to trust me on that. Okay. So the energy you give off is going to create the outcome. So the energy of a problem is very different than the energy of a solution. Mm. Explain that to your wife and then she'll, she will admire you more with your approach and maybe even try it herself.
0: Well, I'm again remember that?
1: that the energy yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that remember that oh no there's a problem what are we going to do blood is draining from your brain and you're not going to be able to think clearly and you're shifting your energy into discomfort and negativity and what you give out is what you get back and you're going to say it's like Do you ever notice that when you have that morning where you wake up and you stub your toe and you're like oh no there's gonna be such a bad day right and then the next thing goes wrong and the next thing goes wrong and then that's the day where you say i should have stayed in bed or i got up on the wrong side of the bed today right well that's not coincidence you're creating that you're creating that by reacting negatively to the stub toe right and then making it all go downhill from there imagine waking up And first of all, you have more power over that. But when you first wake up is you choose thoughts that feel better, Mm -hmm. right? And that's, notice how I emphasize feel better, not just thoughts in your head. It's like, oh, this is going to be an amazing day. And what does it feel like? So when you do that, most likely when you get up, you won't stub your toe. I just have to tell you that so many times when somebody gets hurt, I say to them, okay, What was your energy before that happened? And sometimes they don't want to admit it. No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's like, no, tell me what were you thinking before that happened? then what kind of feelings are you having? Cause it never fails. But let's say you wake up and you do stub your toe. Well, if you know that you've got the power to shift and to create a better day, you you laugh at yourself. Like, "Ah, ah, that was silly. Like, okay, good. I'm glad I got the only bad thing that's going to happen today out of the way, and now I'm going to create a better day. Then yeah. the rest of your day would be fabulous. You've got the power within you to do this. You absolutely do.
0: Mm. I love it. And, and I'm glad, you know, uh, I'm glad we kind of jumped around here a little bit because I want I want people to, to have, uh, I, I want to leave people with enough of the book saying, hey, I've got to go out and buy this book because you should. I believe everybody should have a copy of Stressless Success within reach uh, of them at their desk so that they can pick this up and say, hey, what was it Janet said about this? Well, boom, now you can go to it. Okay. But I do want to backtrack just a second here based off what you just said. Because I think it's a nice segue kind of back to what is uh, chapter 10, Steps to Regain Your Personal Power. You know, I think we, base because of society and as we've already talked about what we think things should be and how we think things should run, we listen to a lot of people who who tell us uh, how to find our power, what our power should be if this is our goal or all this other good stuff. When I think in reality, that's going to be something that's completely different for everybody in their situation. So how does somebody regain their personal power?
1: And it's everything that we've been talking about. But let me get really clear on this. And intrustless success. Just so you know, we're you know we're spending forty five minutes talking about this. But I literally take the reader by the hand and walk mm-hmm. them through this entire discovery and share with them. So by the time you're done, you are clear on what you need to do. But th- this is your power. Your power is within you. You are no longer a victim of what's happening around you. Yes, there are things happening around you and yes, some of them could be viewed as good or bad, whatever, but it's not going to dictate the outcome of your life. When you take your power back and your power is within you to just, this is this, this is very simple concept. I'm not saying it's always easy, but we're going to talk about that is to shift your energy to shift the way you feel is what I mean by that. That's all within you. And when you learn how to do that, you have regained your personal power. So let's look at that. If I can just dissect that a little bit more and give you a little bit more clarity on the tools, please do is so many people say, okay, yeah, Janet, that's easy for you because you're successful, blah, blah, blah. But I, I've had horrible challenges in my life. I've been there, done that. I know that when you're facing a really serious challenge, do not just try to think positively. Okay. That's what everybody out there says. Oh, you just need to think positively. And you're like, get away from me. Do (laughs) not tell me. You don't understand because I'm facing this really serious challenge. And I agree. You cannot think positively, And when you try, you make things worse. Let me explain that. When imagine you're at the low rung of a ladder, and I talked about the energy scale of our thoughts and feelings, right? Mm-hmm. From fear, anger, guilt, shame, all the way up to joy, peace, love. Okay. Well, you're at a low rung of a ladder and you're feeling fear, anger, frustration, whatever that is, anxiety, that this challenge is is creating within you. If you try to leap to the top rung of a ladder in one thought, right? Or in one leap, you're going to fall off the ladder and break your leg or worse, mm-hmm. right? So it does not work and it makes the situation worse. I discovered this when I was working with a client of mine. I do a lot of one-on-one consulting and coaching and she's a, she's a CEO of a $250 million company. And she came to me and said, Janet, I, um, my business is going well, but it's a lot of stress and pressure, but I need to work with you because I'm very fearful about this chronic pain in my abdomen that I think all the stress and pressure from my business is causing me to develop a chronic disease. And I'm very, very scared. She said, but don't worry. I read all the books and all the webinars and all the seminars about positive thinking and mind and body connection. And I know that I need to think more positively about this. So I go to bed at night and I say to myself, positive affirmations. And I said to her, I'm like, Monica, what are you saying to yourself? She said, I go to bed at night saying I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. (laughs) And that's when I realized that she's forcing a positive thought about something she's fearful about. But by forcing a positive thought, she's putting more fear Mm. out into her feelings and her energy. She's making the situation worse. And that was when I first discovered this. So you cannot leap from a negative energy thought fear, anger, guilt, shame to a positive. But what you do instead is you learn how to climb the ladder and you grab onto one rung at a time with solid footing. So you find your footing on that ladder in a way that feels more comfortable. So I said to her, I said, Monica, you're a smart woman, right? Yes, I am. And this pain in your body is showing you that something's out of balance. Yes, it is. And you're a smart woman. You're going to begin to discover solutions to help bring your body back into balance. Yes, I will. So the pain is actually a good thing because it's leading you to find solutions to bring your body back into balance. Yes, it is. And, you know, just by doing that alone, we were climbing the ladder. Her pain started to dissipate by the way, which is really mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. Okay. But then once we got too far and it started to feel uncomfortable. So the ladder analogy is your first tool is, well, first of all, take care good care of yourself. Wellness is the foundation. But when you learn this ladder tool of just climbing one small thought at a time to help bring you to a better place, energetically. Then at one point you're going to go too far. And then I want you to walk away, get off the ladder, walk away from the topic that is making you start to feel uncomfortable. Again, just walk away from it, let it go, walk away and do anything and everything that helps you to feel better. And that goes back to what are those things that you have in your hip pocket, such as prayer, meditation, dance and sing to an uplifting song, get outside in mother nature, go for a walk, walk your dog, pet your cat, Do anything and everything. Focus on someone you love or something you love. You know, have that gratitude, appreciation. Do anything and everything that helps you to feel better because then you kind of let that struggle go and you're now getting more blood flow to your brain and you're opening yourself up to more possibilities and opportunities. Now more solutions are going to flow to you when you go back to the ladder and you begin to climb further. Mm. This is all how you regain your personal power. You do not have to feel that you're a victim. You have now this idea that you're going to get high quality rest. You're going to drink fresh water, eat real food, move your body, breathe fresh air. Take good care of yourself. You're going to learn to pay attention to how am I feeling right now? That is your energy. So Mm. what can I do to climb the ladder, to take me further, to feel better. And when you cannot climb the ladder any further, get away from it, walk away from the issue and do anything and everything that helps to expand and elevate the way you feel. That is how you regain your personal power. And that is how you begin to create a more successful life.
0: Mm. No, I love that. And as you were talking, you know, it reminded me of a of an old parable that is kind of a uh, cautionary tale of of positive thinking. And I don't know if you ever heard this one or not, but uh, I've heard it called the parable of three boats. You heard that one? Mm-mm. So the way it goes uh, is. there's man, he's out on the lake fishing, a storm comes through, uh, his boat capsizes and sinks and he's left out in the middle of the lake, right? He can't see shore, it's a big lake. And he's swimming, he's struggling to stay afloat, uh, but he starts to pray and he believes that God's going to come save him. Well, here comes along a boat and the guy offers to pull him in and take him to the shore. (laughs) And the guy says, no, no, I've been praying, God's going to come save me. So the boat takes off. Well, a few minutes pass. The guy's starting to struggle a little bit more. Another boat comes by. Do you need some help? Nope. I've been praying. God's going to come save me. Boat goes on the way. This happens one more time. Third boat comes across. The guy says, nope, God's going to save me. I've got faith. Go ahead. A few minutes later, the guy finally fatigue sets in, and he drowns. He dies. He goes to heaven. He goes through the pearly gates, gets to meet God, gets to ask him one question. He says, God. I prayed to you. I had faith in you, but you let me die anyways. Because I didn't let you die. I sent you three boats.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> After you started saying that, I, I was familiar with it. Okay, so isn't that interesting? And a lot of things there, because when you pray and have faith, mm-hmm. that's a really powerful energy. And you will notice, notice, take the blinders off. Notice when God the universe, whatever your beliefs are, begin to send you solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, oh, it's coincidence. I don't think there's any such thing as coincidence. When right. you understand that the power is within you to have shift that energy, have the faith, hope, trust, that feels really good, right? Yeah. And it's- watch how these quote unquote coincidences start to happen for you or serendipity. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. It's coming from you. It's Mm -hmm. the power within you that is shifting that for sure.
0: Oh yeah. No, people, you know, I ask the question all the time is, is there anything you would change about your life? Without hesitation, my answer is always no. Why not? Because if I change one thing about my life, there's a high likelihood that I would be not, I would not be sitting here on this podcast right now talking to Janet McKee about stressless success. Mm-hmm. Period. That's right. So, um, that's right. Well, well, no accident. That, yeah, yeah. No. So, on that note, we are sitting here about fifty minutes or so, and looking to to kind of wrap things up a little bit here. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to discuss that you'd like to leave listeners with?
1: Imagine that you're a painter and the painter has a goal of creating a painting. And that's all great. Once the painting's done, it's hanging on the wall and yes, he might admire it, but guess where the joy is. The joy is in choosing the colors and the textures and the shading and the formations, right? Mm -hmm. It's creating the painting. So imagine your life. It's just a creation and enjoy that. Enjoy all the twists and turns and the the little challenges that come along, that teach you something invaluable. Enjoy the masterpiece of your life that you are in the process of creating and painting right there. Is where all the power is because it is the joy in the moment that creates a beautiful outcome for your life.
0: Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that is a great way uh, to kind of end the interview part there. Uh, I I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, no, thanks for sharing. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Um, So hopefully, and I do believe that this is the case, uh, listeners have... uh, understood that they don't have to stress to be successful, uh, that there are some things that they can do to take their personal power back. And hopefully that means that they're going to go out and buy a copy of Stressless Success. Um, But that also may mean that they want to reach out to you and maybe work with you in some capacity. So uh, where can they find the book and how can they get a hold of you?
1: Well, first of all, the books on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Uh, uh, what's interesting though, Earl, I must mention that I had already hit number one bestseller in five categories when I first released it back in February. And what are the chances I'm going to release a book about stress right before a worldwide pandemic hits? Like I could not have planned that any better, it, but that's what happens when you right. work your energy, right? Yeah. But I decided when the pandemic hit to actually start giving the book away for free. So if you visit JanetMcKee.com. Janet McKee.com. You'll learn more about me and how to work with me. If you want to get in touch with me, I do a lot of speaking on-site workshops, off-site empowerment retreats and work with people one-on-one, but also on there or visit stresslesssuccess.com. And there is an opportunity to receive a free copy paperback copy of stressless success. Now you have to pay shipping and handling. Um, it's even less expensive to go on Amazon and just get the ebook for a dollar or two. But there are many opportunities. I'm glad to send a book to you, the listener, if it helps you because all I want, I'm not in the business of selling books. I want to help people with this discovery because it's so powerful. And I believe it's a secret to life.
0: Mm, that is outstanding. Thank you for that. Uh, and I will have those links in the show notes. So listeners, that's a pretty good deal right there. Go take Janet up on that offer. As I used to say, uh, don't walk, run. Uh, <laughs> well, again, so thank you very much for spending the last, you know, uh, I'll just call it an hour uh, with, with me and my listeners. I really appreciate you dedicating the time for us.
1: Oh, thank you, Earl. You're amazing. And just the way you walked through all the topics from the book is just brilliant. You are uh, very talented at what you do and you're doing good work in the world.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much for that. I I really appreciate that. And listeners, you have some action items, follow through on those. Uh, If you have any comments, questions, or concerns for me, you know how to reach out. Burden.command at gmail.com. That's Burden.command at gmail.com. Keep rating, subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. It really helps on all the algorithms across the different platforms gives all of my guests greater visibility, helps great people like Janet share her story further, and uh, make a bigger impact on folks. So you have the ability to help us do that. Please do so. Thank you for your time as a listener, and I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Electric. Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. trick out.